Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast to help clarify the process of loss and grief through experiences shared from myself and others living with loss. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 118. In this podcast, I will review the many common myths of grief to help you better prepare for the road ahead. You are invited to join the community and share your story to help others better understand grief, how it affects us moving forward, and how best to navigate its difficult path. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both at journeytograteful.com. And lastly, I ask that you take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I ask this each and every week because in doing so, you will actually help this podcast reach more people like yourself in need of an insightful grief resource, which can help them navigate their grief journey just like you. The people of which you surround yourself will matter in so many ways throughout your entire life through grief even more so. I am very fortunate to benefit from the incredible support provided through family as well as a multitude of friends who have provided unconditional support in so many ways in my life. One of which is to simply offer up their feedback on the episodes of this very podcast. Now as a podcast listener, you may not realize that the fact is responses and feedback of our work is surprisingly little. So when my friend Amanda, creator and host of the travel podcast, Me and the Magic, shared with me her thoughts on episode 116, it's okay not to be okay, she actually provided for me not only affirmation for the episode itself, but a second viewpoint of which has become this very episode, the guilt of grief. Now, Amanda shared with me how the episode made her wonder about the flip side of what the title implies, meaning that sometimes with grief, moments of being okay could be accompanied by feelings of guilt. There is certainly no doubt that her insight is worthy of further discussion, impossible clarification for those of us who do not allow ourselves the grace that is needed when we experience the guilt of grief. So I invite you to grab a cup of coffee and join me as I dive into this important perspective. The guilt of grief can most often be associated with the grief journey a bit further down the road as time moves forward and you begin picking up the pieces and reorganizing a life which has become shattered after your loss. Amanda shared an example of how she personally experienced the guilt of grief, and I'm so grateful for her allowing me to share it with you today. The following is the experience that she shared with me. She says, When my dog died, I would cry every time I walked in my apartment and she wasn't there to greet me. The first day that I walked in and didn't cry, I realized later that I hadn't, and then began to cry because I didn't cry. I am sure many of you listening right now can identify with Amanda's story because you most likely have a similar story of your own. Whether it be the first time you caught yourself whistling on a walk or 
possibly smiling after so many days of frowning. I believe we all experience these moments because this is just another grief detail of which you might not be aware until somebody shares their experience or you have your very own. Now, guilt associated with grief is and can be a far and wide experience for some and a very limited experience for others. I found there doesn't seem to be a consistent trigger or a common story from person to person. This guilt can occur at most any time. Now, if there is one thing that can be considered a common reason guilt arises, it may be associated with normalcy. Any moment in time which quietly slips back to normal without you being aware. Although we've often established that grief is something you live with for the foreseeable future, it isn't always the same, nor does it affect you or someone else in the same manner as time moves forward. For some, time becomes an enemy, where your sorrow can grow deeper as you become further from the loss of your loved one. And for others, as you begin to move forward with your life and begin to make plans and live once again, your guilt may become more evident as normalcy slowly creeps back into your life. The moment you don't react with grief and sorrow as you usually have, that moment becomes this grief-defying experience coated with guilt. The reason, I believe, is actually very simple. We never want to feel as though we are forgetting our sorrow and thus forgetting our loved one. But that's an impossibility now, isn't it? We will always remember who we've lost for so many reasons. That chair at the table that sits empty still to this day. You can no longer have that long, mindless chat with your best friend as you once had. Or that person you were so excited to see grow before your eyes will always remain still in time. Or perhaps the many pieces of their life, as evidenced by items of theirs around your home, that you can't bring yourself to pack away. We will always remember. However, time may now have passed down the road far enough where we find ourselves laughing with friends again, or singing a song alone in the car, or even smiling at the sight of a beautiful sunset again, feeling as though we've betrayed our grief with happiness and normalcy. But we haven't, not really. You see, we are allowed to laugh and smile. We are allowed to move forward in our life, to make new memories, to create new things we never had while our loved one was here. If for no other reason than the simple fact they would want us to. I'd like to share with you once again the gift my late wife Colleen provided me less than a month before she passed in 2020. The words were deceptively simple, yet the most powerful I had ever heard. With a soft tone in her voice, one I still define as sweet but defeated, she simply turned to me as we drove to her last doctor's appointment and said, I want you to find someone. It's okay. I want you to be happy. 
I want you to be happy. I would like to believe that this is what we all would say to our loved one if we had the courage to do so. I want you to be happy. I want you to love your life. I don't want you to give up, to stop. That's not who you are. So I suggest you ask yourself this. Who am I? Or more importantly and more accurately, who do I want to be now, today, tomorrow, going forward? You also might be silently wondering if I have ever felt the guilt of grief. And yes, unfortunately, I have numerous times, but I'm fortunate to have those words from Colleen to embrace when I do. I've tried to take the guilt for what it is, a common feeling which I believe everyone will have and probably should have, and not to take it as a defining moment that proves I have forgotten my loss, because I haven't, because that is not what it is. I believe what it is, is a reminder that we are simply human. We feel, we cry, we grieve, and we are, unfortunately, hard on ourselves. But because we feel, we also laugh, and we also sing, and we also can still feel joy and happiness and gratefulness and excitement and even love. Not because we have forgotten, but because we choose to live. Because that is what they would want for us. And why, may I ask? Can't that be what we want for ourselves? Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am always thankful for you taking the time to listen to this podcast and sharing it with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on this path. Head on over to journeytograteful.com community to find ways to join in the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you a bit of inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect directly with me via email tim at journeytograteful.com. But why should we stop there? Why not give me a call, leave me a voicemail, or simply send me a text? The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I've provided you a leave a review button at the journeytograteful.com website. It's on the homepage and the podcast page, and your support of this podcast through your comments is a very powerful thing that you can do today, and I thank you so much. For today's episode, I think I'll mix it up a bit and share a few inspirational quotes I've appreciated over the months and years since my loss. For one reason or another, I embrace these particular quotes for the strength they instill in me, 
the written hug they provide to me, and the positive feelings they leave with me. The first is by Irving Berlin. The song is ended, but the melody lingers on. The next is by Orson Scott Card from Shadow of the Giant. Life is full of grief to exactly the degree we allow ourselves to love other people. And finally, Albert Einstein. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep going. I suggest we allow the song to linger on in our memories and sing it over and over again every chance we get. I'd like us to all realize that how much we love is directly related to how much we grieve. So grieve with all the love that you have. And finally, whenever possible, pedal like hell and try your very best to just keep going. You can do it. Together, we can do it. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. I would love to hear from you. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope that you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.